Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 242 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. Sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, man? Well, before we get into that, Jeff, I wanted to take a moment. There was a huge loss in the acting community this past week. The great Chadwick Boseman passed away, and we all know him well, most of the people listening to the show know him as the actor who portrayed Black Panther. And he was a hero to millions. Incredible, his body of work and the legacy that he leaves behind at such a young age of 43, passed away of colon cancer. And I'm 46, dude. So when I see a young man pass away like that at 43, that's just taken way too soon. But what a legacy he leaves behind. Was a hero to millions and... I just wanted to take a moment to say rest in power, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, that was super sad, dude. I mean, it, the guy was, like you said, was just a hero to so, so many. Uh, he portrayed Jackie Robinson perfectly in the movie 42. Just awesome. I love what he did outside of acting. Just a hero, like you said, to many. It's just a sad, sad loss for the acting community and just the world itself. Oh, absolutely. And I think one of the coolest parts of it you know, if you have to find a cool part, not only were the tributes on social media, but kids taking their action figures and laying Black Panther down and having all of their other heroes around him kind of saluting their fallen comrade. That to me was one of the coolest parts. Just seeing these kids that worshiped this guy, he was their hero and they were paying tribute. I thought that was incredible. And Jeff, you mentioned his role in 42 and let's not forget that Jackie Robinson's wife actually said when she was watching him portray her late husband, it was like seeing him all over again on the big screen. So I don't know a bigger compliment that could be paid to an actor, but talk about nailed it. He was incredible, amazing, and he will certainly be missed. But I thought we would be remiss if we didn't take a moment out of the show today and just honor his legacy and honor the man himself. He was a true warrior battled through cancer, put up some amazing roles while battling cancer. So our hats off, sir. Rest in power, the great Chadwick Boseman. And let's not forget his awesome skits on SNL when he hosted. So that's another tip of the cap to him. Exactly, Jeff. And moving on from there, I do want to mention that I have an oddball flavor. It's not one of my favorites, but... Just figured I'd go with something a little bit different today. Is it Radical Skedaddle? It is not, and we will get to that oh. here shortly. I have Guava Pear coursing through the veins, pushing me, powering me, brother, through this show. It's kind of an oddball <laughs> one. I don't normally throw Guava Pear out there. As I said, it's not one of my favorites, but figured I'd go a little off the wall this week. Throw that down the gullet to power me through. But Jeff, I would like to touch on your Radical Skedaddle comment. Uh-huh. You, sir, took a beating 
on social media and on podcasts this past week for your doubling down on your hatred of radical skedaddle. So would you like to address that? Sure. To all the people that are hating on me because not liking radical skedaddle, your palettes suck. Mine is fine. <laughs> I have a refined palette over here, Scott. Refined, yes. Yes, refined. This palette has been trained to only taste miracles and terrific stuff. Angel's milk, if you will. Yes, exactly. It's like, you know, everything is mother's milk to this tongue. So, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Easy turbo. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking this in a not-so-family-friendly direction there, sir. (laughs) So, my palate is fine. Radical Skedaddle does indeed suck. I heard Breaker and Bane. Bane was all over it. He was throwing office quotes at me, which mean nothing because I don't like the office. So (laughs) You also took crap for that, too. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) The funniest part was when Breaker was like, Wait, Bill Benus doesn't like Jeff? And he goes, yeah, Jeff talked crap about Bill Benus. Breaker goes, oh, that makes me like Jeff even more. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I am going to pour out every single radical skedaddle I have in there. Whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. Send them my way. I'll I'll happily dispose of them for you. Okay, all right, I'll give them to you guys. You guys can recycle that trash that is known as radical skedaddle. Well, when I say dispose of them, that is drink it and most likely enjoy it and then tell you that you were wrong. But look, we we talked about your refined palate. Apparently, Mm -hmm. Breaker and Bane, who really let you have it, they didn't grow up eating hot dogs from underneath their bed. So are we to assume that their palates are not as refined as yours because they weren't eating hot dogs from underneath their bed, therefore they enjoy Radical Skedaddle while you don't? That could have something to do with it, I'm just saying. Hey, the hot dog eating Jeff Toon over here I'm not entering any contests, no nothing. It had to be trained. So it went from under the bed to eating turkey dogs to eating foster farms. And then now I enjoy the deliciousness of Miller's and Costco dogs. Okay, those are very, very solid hot dogs. Yes, absolutely. My palate is fine. Palate meaning tongue. Well, I would like to say that according to all of the social media and podcast brow beatings that you took. They don't matter. I, I've got to say, I love that you're tripling down this week on your take. <laughs> you're on an island, it appears, because everybody loves that flavor. But, you know, I hope you have Wilson with you. You can enjoy your time on the island and continue beating your <laughs> drum that Radical Skedaddle sucks. I've been living on that island for 41 years, dude. It's in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that Howie Mandel cartoon, Bobby's World? Excellent show. It really was, yes. 100%, 100%. Speaking of shows, Jeff, I do want to mention that I've been watching Schitt's Creek. I've been binging it. Actually, Shannon and I both have been binging it. Ooh, it's incredible. I love it. Everybody was saying, you got to watch Schitt's Creek. You got it. And we finally were like, okay, well, watch it. Dude, we're hooked. We're on season five and we are hooked. Oh, dude, the show is fantastic. It's one of my favorite shows like of all time. It, I, will, I will put it in top 10. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I am not going to argue with you. I, I love it. I think it's great. And I just want to say Eugene Levy is a national treasure. I love that man. Kind of keeping along the lines of TV shows, Fox Sports 2, they are playing roller games. Are you sure it wasn't ESPN The Ocho? It wasn't ESPN The Ocho, although I oh, would okay. not be shocked if it was placed onto ESPN The Ocho. <laughs> it didn't rank enough for them to get it. They had to kick it off to FS2. 
<laughs> right. But Fox Sports 2 has been showing roller games. And Roller Games was a show back in 1989. It was a roller derby type show where they had this course and you had to go up this kind of ramp. And if you hit a certain mark, you got three points. Hit another mark, you got two points. And then you came down the ramp for momentum. And then you jumped over something. You got points if you jumped and blah, blah, blah. It was roller derby style. But it was so great. And it only lasted one season, which was very depressing because I loved roller games roller games was just fantastic so i am enjoying watching these while i sit back and enjoy non-radical skedaddle energy drinks <laughs> now if i remember correctly that roller games it was essentially roller derby but with good guy and bad guy teams right and there were men and women on both teams correct Correct. Yes. There was a head coach on one of the teams. I want to say it was like Skulls or something like that, but it, he looked like Paul Ellering. Well, I wonder if it was. Yeah. Like that Could was it? a side hustle. Like I managed the Road Warriors and that's my primary check, but I also managed this heel roller derby team. <laughs> like maybe he was in a slight disguise to throw it off a little bit. Possibly, possibly. It was so bad, dude. It really, really was. But you know what? It's fantastic going back and watching it because I remember staying up late and watching it because it would show up at about 1230 on a Sunday morning out here. So weekends I was staying up watching roller derby. I'm enjoying going back and watching this. I seem to remember yelling at you a couple times as we were watching Saturday night's main event because it was kind of on around the same time. Like Saturday night's main event would start and then like an hour later roller derby would start or roller games. And so you'd flip the channel over to roller games. And I'd have to yell at you to turn it back because I didn't want to miss a second. And you're like, just hold on, hold on. So I, I think that's where a lot of our hatred for each other stemmed from. You know, aside from you <laughs> coming along five years after I was born and really wrecking shop to where I wasn't an only child. But I also think it was the Saturday Night's Main Event versus Roller Games thing. Uh, I I don't know about that one. I I do remember on Saturday Night's Main Event that they would show the basically the, like the biggest match at the beginning. And then they would have kind of like secondary matches kind of towards the end. Yes, it went kind of backwards from your normal wrestling card. So I was always thinking, okay, I've already seen Hogan versus Boss Man. I've already seen Hogan versus Honky Tonk Man. I've already seen Hogan get eliminated by Andre in the Battle Royal. So now I can turn on Roller Derby. Yep, no, that, that totally nails it. That is exactly one of the nails in our relationship coffin when we were kids. Yes, you are correct. But we do need to continue on with the show. You can get any of our shirts from Pro Wrestling Tees or... What a maneuver. Dot net. We need a Roller Games WFP shirt or something. <laughs> no, we don't. Stop it. Settle down. It's an FS2 show, dude. <laughs> hey, back in the day, it was syndicated. Don't you get feisty with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 30 years ago, this was a thing, brother. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable. Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. If you would like to go back and listen to any of our past podcasts, why don't you guys head on over to Podbean, search us, and you can listen to any of our past episodes. But if you would like to check out other stuff regarding our show, you can check out fullyposablepodcast.com, which now has been revamped, Scott. Revamped. That's the word of the day. Revamped. Rebuilt and reclaimed. Over there, we have a creator's corner with Matthew Goldberg, who put up some photos, some of his favorite photos, and we asked to kind of did a little bit of a Q&A with him. Fantastic interview with Matthew Goldberg. He did a great job. We thank him for doing that. You can get our t-shirts, links to our t-shirts. 
but we're also going to have more to come. We'll have writings. We'll have other ideas that Scott and I are kind of kicking around right now. So, but fullyposablepodcast.com has been revamped. What'd you think of it, Scott? I love it. I think it's great. And I really love the creator's corner that is on there that, as you mentioned, Matthew Goldberg contributed to. Big thanks to Matthew Goldberg for that. Jump on, check out his work that he's done with figure photography. Like Jeff said, he has a great interview up there. That's the creator's corner. And that's only going to grow from this point forward. We're going to have more stuff in there from collections to man caves to all sorts of stuff. And we're open to suggestions. As we've always said, this is kind of a show that we tailor to what you guys want to hear. Well, the same can be said for the website. Our buddy Randall did a great job designing it with Jeff and Celeste's help. And we want your input as well. What can we add to make it kind of a a one-stop shop for all things fully posable? Let us know what you want to see on there. But this is kind of the launching pad. Check out that creator's corner. Check out the merch links. Check out the podcast links. Great site. Jeff, you and Celeste and Randall did an incredible job. Well done. Thank you very much, man. You can also listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify and Google Play. Please rate and review on iTunes like this week, Scott. It comes in from KO765, and he gave us a two-star. Ooh, that ain't sweet. What did you do? What do you mean, what did I do? Oh, I did like Radical Skedaddle, probably. <laughs> yeah, the dude's probably a huge Radical Skedaddle fan, and you went and talked crap about it. Now we got a two-star <laughs> review. Thanks a lot, dude. He titled this one, Used to Be Better. He says, used to be a lot better before they entered the Attitude Era. Now it is cringy. Was much better as a family-friendly podcast. Now, the funny thing is, is he wrote this on August 10th, 2020. I would say middle of last year, late last year, Scott and I got an email from one of our loyal listeners. And he mentioned that he was kind of thinking that our quote-unquote Attitude Era back then was a little bit too much. And he said, hey, would you guys be willing to kind of maybe tone it down? You're working too blue, you know, stuff like that. And Scott and I kicked it around and we're like, yeah, you know what? He's right. So Scott and I actually toned it down. So it's been a little over a year since we were in the Attitude Era. So this is a little bit late to the show. Yeah, if he doesn't like it now, oh boy, he would have hated the (laughs) real fully posable Attitude Era. Continuing. I hope Manscaped is paying you a lot because those ads are awful. Please find a new sponsor. Well, we actually agreed with this. Scott and I kind of thought, you know what? The Manscaped ad isn't really fitting. And Scott and I actually changed up the Manscaped because Manscaped does give you the freedom to change your read. You don't have to follow their script, but we were just following what they gave us. Also, on the flip side of that, regarding sponsors, if the sponsor wants something, you do it. Exactly. And going back to what we said, Jeff, about tailoring the show, we did take this piece into consideration and we did scale back the Manscaped read. You're still getting the information about Manscaped. So we did agree with him on this point, but we're not losing a sponsor because you told us to. We're just scaling back the read because we agreed with his assessment that, okay, maybe it doesn't fit the whole show. So there you go. Listening to criticism that was constructive and implementing it. And last part of it, Also, stop talking about non-wrestling figures. If I wanted to hear about G.I. Joes, I would listen to a G.I. Joe podcast. Well, if I may recommend a G.I. Joe podcast to you, check out the Full Force podcast. Excellent, excellent show over there that we love because now we're all into G.I. Joes. Hilarious guys over there. Yes, and just to touch on that one real quick, 
no, we're not going to stop talking about GI Joes or other toy lines because the feedback has been tremendous and overly positive aside from a couple like this. So KO, maybe we're not your show and that's fine. We're not everybody's cup of tea. I'm sure there's other podcasts out there that you enjoy more than ours. Check those out. But overall, I would say the feedback on the other toy lines has been overwhelmingly positive and we're going to keep moving in that direction really until you guys pump the brakes on us and say, whoa, 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 okay, you're getting a little carried away. So at the end of the day, this is a wrestling figure podcast, but we realize a lot of our listeners collect other toys as well, as do Jeff and I. So we're going to touch on those because it's part of our hobby that we enjoy. And that's the bottom line, to coin a phrase. Who said that? Uh, Abraham Lincoln, I think. <laughs> do you remember somebody's Yelp review about Ford Theater? Oh, man. And they had Abraham Lincoln, and it says, I was shot there. Would not recommend. (laughs) Would not recommend. Zero out of (laughs) ten. Anyways, uh, KO turned heel on us again, dude. Yeah, here I thought we were friends. I send him a happy birthday every year. He returns the favor, and then he leaves us a two-star review. Sad. That may or may not have been KO. (laughs) Yeah, KO, if that is your real name. Kyle O'Reilly did not leave us a good review. (laughs) You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, why don't you hit up our buddies over at FOCO? Jeff. Yes. Do you want to prove you're the undisputed world heavyweight champion of WWE fandom? Of course you do. And FOCO.com is here to help. With FOCO's WWE bobbleheads, you can visit Suplex City with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, let in the fiend Bray Wyatt, and break some glass with Stone Cold Steve Austin. FOCO's line of WWE bobbleheads includes all your favorite superstars and legends from then, now, and forever, including Becky Lynch, The Rock, Ric Flair, John Cena, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Ronda Rousey, Andre the Giant, and more. These bobbleheads from FOCO are handcrafted and hand-painted to depict the biggest names in sports entertainment, making them must-haves for fans and collectors alike. Don't miss out on these awesome collectibles. Head to FOCO.com now. That's FOCO.com. F-O-C-O dot com. And when you get to check out after loading up your cart with all of those sweet WWE bobbleheads, and at checkout, use code WFP10 and save 10% off your order. WFP10 saves you 10% over at FOCO. Scott, did you do any toy spotting? I did not personally do toy spotting, but luckily I have a wife that does toy spotting for me on occasion, and she hit up Target and Lathrop, very, very surprisingly found a Rick Rude Elite 78 Chase with the yellow tights and an Intercontinental belt across the front, and it does not have the robe on. The robe is rolled up in a little baggie off to the side of the figure, so it's a robeless Rick Rude, if you will, but awesome awesome looking figure. I like both variations of it, but it's just cool kind of having the chase up on the wall. So huge thanks to the wife. She, uh, she sent me a pic and she's like, do you need this one? Uh, yes, please. And she brought it home and immediately (laughs) got pinned up on the wall. So big thanks to the fig life wife. Way to go, man. Yeah. And that's pretty much all the toy spotting, dude. I think I got my uh, toy spotting gun off two weeks ago. It was just overwhelming how much was done that week. So I've kind of taken a couple weeks off, but right back in it with the Rick Rude chase. Nice, man. Way to go, dude. I'm happy you got that. I love that running change where they put the robe kind of folded up next to him. Yes. So you can really see the tights on them and that it makes a lot of sense for them doing that. So kudos to Mattel. It's a great figure. 
I did do Toy Spot in this past week, or I should say I had stuff delivered. Scott, I am holding up the AEW Young Bucks. I did open the ones that Tara sent me. Was that weird for you? A little bit, man. I will say that you have to, it seems like you have to kind of go through the side. I do love the packaging, but you have to kind of go through the side to open the figures. Okay. Which is kind of cool because they're trying different things to prevent figure swappers. So I like that idea. Nice. So it's, I think on the classic superstars, when you opened them, you had to open them up from the side and then kind of pull the bubble out from the side. Same with these? Yes, but the bubble, or sorry, it's kind of like clamped on the side. Like the plastic is almost sealed to the cardboard. Okay. So I like what they're doing over there regarding that. Nice. So what do you think of the Young Bucks? Uh, I really like the outfits. The soft goods jacket is fantastic. I do love this jacket that they have on there. I think it's really, really good. I have the same gripes as everybody else. Skin tone, you know, the skin tone is off. Um, I don't understand the bags around the eyes, like on Cody and Matt Jackson. Like, they're constantly tired or they've been up for three days. <laughs> yes. The Young Bucks on a bender. <laughs> young Bucks bender. <laughs> yes. I don't... I, I'm not going to say I don't like the scans on the Bucks. I think there is room for improvement on the Bucks. And... Again, I know I've been saying this the last couple of weeks. The line is absolutely, Jazzwares AEW line that is, is absolutely in the right hands with Jeremy. And he's going to make sure it gets better. So I think I'm going to... I haven't seen him in the store yet. So I haven't actually held him in front of me to be tempted to run to the register with them. But I think I'm going to pass on Series 1. Because you're almost guaranteed... There's going to be more Young Bucks. There's going to be more Cody's. There's going to be more Jericho's. That Jericho figure is really good. There's going to be more Kenny Omega's. So I think Series 1 for me is going to be a pass. And I'll probably wait until the second and third variations of those figures come out. And I'll most likely pick those up. Because you can almost guarantee by the time they do two or three different versions of the Bucks or of Cody or of Kenny Omega they're going to be 10 times better than what series one was. So I think series one for me is going to be a pass, but I will say I do like those outfits on the young bucks, dude. The outfits are fantastic. I did have trouble standing my young bucks. They just seem to want to kind of fall over all the time. It's almost like they want to be just put into the young bucks pose where they're doing the flexing pose opposite of each other, but they're not standing on their own. I'm having a, I had a rough time. It took me a little while. They're not as easy to stand as Mattel elites are. Okay, if I can make a recommendation for you, and I actually saw somebody uh, put this on Facebook earlier, NECA actually has a pack of 10 circular figure stands, and it's got a peg that you can insert the foot into. So I don't know if the AEW figures have the hole on the bottom of the foot. I know a lot of figures do, but it's made for the NECA figures, the 6-inch scale or 7-inch scale. So you might want to buy a 10-pack of those. Target has them, Amazon has them. Try a 10-pack of those and see if they fit the AEW figures. Will they fit LJNs? I don't think LJNs had a hole in the bottom of the foot. No, they don't. Also, I think the foot is larger than the the, the stand itself. I'm, I'm just joking, dude. Of course they're not going to fit. <laughs> LJNs Don't were... joke with me about LJNs. That's not a laughing matter. <laughs> LJNs were big old hunkin' rubber, dude. There is no way yeah. those are going to fit. <laughs> yeah, and guaranteed there was no hole in the bottom of the foot. Not that I remember anyway. But check it out. If the AEW figures have a hole on the bottom of the foot, it might work with those NECA stands. Can't guarantee that it will. I know it'll work with the Joe Classifieds, but it might work with the AEW figures. 
Now, Scott, moving on to the next thing I got. I am holding it up. Now, I'm going to show you who is that. Oh, you got the Becky Lynch Ultimate Edition. Well done. Now, who is that? Uh, not Becky. Who is that floating head? So that's the same thing Celeste said. She goes, okay, the head that comes on the figure is Becky. Who is the floating head? I was like, I don't know, man. (laughs) I was like, well, that's definitely not Becky. No, not even close, dude. The face on the one that comes on the figure is great. The floating head? Eh, no, no bueno, man. No, not good. But hey, they got one out of two. That's that's pretty good. And given Becky Lynch's Correct. figure history with the job that they've done on her, I think that the one that comes on the figure is absolutely incredible. But the other head, yeah, you can just throw that out if you open it. Or you just put it in a baggie or sell it on eBay or something. Yes, there you go. There you go. Or it could be a streetwalker in your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collection. A what? Moving on. Okay. So the next thing that I got. Oh, very cool, dude. The Manny Faces New Day Motu figure. Yep. Manny Faces New Day figure. I can't open it up. I got it from Walmart.com. It came in. I I, I do like it. So I'm not going to start collecting the Motu figures, but I do like this one. But I am so tempted to just start spinning and seeing Big E, Kofi, Xavier, all them. Yeah, that is very, very cool. Which face is showing in the package there? I missed it. Kofi. Okay, gotcha. Because I've heard that there's different faces depending on which one you find at which store. So I I don't necessarily call those variants. I think that's just kind of luck of the spin. But that figure was already cool when it was Manny faces. But the fact that they made it all three New Day members, that is incredible creativity on Mattel's part. Kudos to them for that one. That is an awesome figure. Good pickup there, dude. I understand you not wanting to go down that road of Motu's because it's a slippery slope, as we all know, because then you're buying rings and more figures and then some to open, some to keep mint on package. But that's a good pickup there. Uh, and last but not least, man, regarding GI Joe's, a good friend of ours hooked us up big time. We have three beachheads coming, two Cobra commanders, a gung ho, two baronesses, and also a Cobra trooper. Our good friend just hooked us up big time. He's like the GBM of GI Joe's dude. Exactly. That's a great analogy right there. But yeah, it's it's an incredible package coming your way, dude. I'm not grabbing any of them. They're all yours or good friends of ours that need them. But yeah, it was a great hookup because those things are near impossible to find in the store right now. It's funny, too, because I went out to a couple targets this past weekend because some were showing a quantity of one Baroness. Jumped in the car, hit mm-hmm. up those targets. Not one Baroness. Yeah, can't say I'm shocked. It does seem that Pop Finder's a little bit slow to catch up. So either you just missed her or they had her when they opened and just immediately gone as soon as the doors opened. So that rounds out the toy spotting news, Scott. We have a little bit of news to jump into. You always say we jump into it. Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, before we jump into the news, why don't you hit up our buddies from Manscaped? Yes, sir. And this one goes out to KO himself. Guys, summer's <laughs> upon us. Keep yourself groomed, looking neat with all of Manscaped's great tools. Head over to manscaped.com. Enter code WFP20 at checkout. Save 20% and get free shipping. Check out their weed whacker. Check out their lawnmower. Check out the shears. Check out the deodorants that they've got. They could come in handy during these last few months where it's going to be blistering hot outside. They got all your manscaping needs over at manscaped.com. And again, at checkout, use code WFP. 
Save yourself 20% and get free shipping. WFP 2-0 over at Manscaped. Scott, what you got for other toy lines? First and foremost, Jeff, Hasbro PulseCon is set for September 25th and 26th. If you are into any of the Hasbro lines, be it Transformers, Star Wars, or like us, G.I. Joe, you'll want to pay attention because typically when they have these events, they're announcing pre-orders. And as we all know also, with these Hasbro toys, if you're not in on the pre-orders, good luck at retail. So, Hasbro PulseCon, September 25th and 26th. Tune in, get your pre-orders in. Next up, Jeff, Super 7 showed off the finished figures of Ryder and Hawkins. You can jump over to their site now. Get those pre-ordered. Little bit of Lego news, Jeff. They're making a Brickheads Universal Monsters Frankenstein figure. So if you're into Legos or their Brickheads line or Universal Monsters or you're into Frankenstein, go check that one out as well. Next up, Jeff, NECA is releasing a 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle accessory pack. And 1990 is important because that's when the original movie came out. And all of these accessories in this accessory pack are from that movie. The biggest part of this is that it includes four brand new head sculpts of all four turtles that you can place on the seven inch figures. You can swap out the heads and these are brand new sculpts. There's manhole covers, all sorts of stuff that comes with it. Great accessory pack from NECA, Jeff. I actually have some news regarding that from NECA's Facebook page. Uh, it says, we hope everyone is enjoying the changes made in the past month, giving fans and collectors easier access to previously sold out items. We want to thank all of you for being part of these changes and are delighted to share some news on a few special exclusive items that will be available for pre-order only through thenecastore.com starting Friday, September 4th, which was this past Friday. Uh, today's reveal is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990 movie 7-inch scale accessory set. Believe us when we say this is the largest accessory pack NECA has ever released. Filled to the shells, pun right there, mm -hmm. with new items that encompass the entirety of classic 1990 film. Finally, you can give your turtles new expressions with four unique head sculpts for Mikey, Donnie, Leo, and Raph. And Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. <laughs> well done on the improv right there, Scott. Thank you. It was a new addition. <laughs> with all new straight headband ties. Also included in this massive set is a television with everyone's favorite reporter on screen, an officially licensed bottle of turtle wax, Shredder's damaged helmet, a skateboard, Donnie's straw hat, a street sign manhole cover, stuffed panda, and a newspaper. Some familiar accessories from the 1-4th line will also be making its return in 7-inch scale, including Mikey's spinning nunchuck accessory, bags of corn chips and pork rinds, and the baby turtles. This is so cool, dude. Like, there's so much accessories going on in this. It's like... Okay, I just want to buy it just for the accessories, but it's like, okay, what am I going to do with this? But it's amazing. The four heads that are awesome, the four baby turtles, the pizza, the, the chips, the skateboard, manhole, it's just everything is right there. So if you're a Ninja Turtle fan like Senator Porcupine is, dude, you need to, you guys need to jump on this. And the best thing is, is that it's going to be up on the NECA store for a week. Yeah, jump on it. Yeah, you guys don't have to worry about, oh my God, I got to get on at 10 a.m. or they could be sold out. No, you have a week don't worry if you get paid hypothetically let's say you get paid next wednesday and you got two days left before they pull the pre-order 
you still have two days. You don't have to worry about jumping on September 4th at 10 a.m. and worry it's going to be gone in two minutes. Absolutely. Moving on, Jeff, to G.I. Joe Classified. They announced Wave 3. It leaked early. I would imagine they were trying to save this news for Hasbro PulseCon, but we all know how that works out. Wave 3 is going to be, and there's no release date on these, by the way. We just have the names. Lady J, Zartan, who, side note, better come with a skiff and better be color changing. A non-exclusive Cobra Trooper, which is great news for us army builders. We can get a ton of them and not have to worry about just finding it at one store. And from the upcoming 2021 Snake Eyes movie, there's going to be a movie version of Snake Eyes and a movie version of Storm Shadow. That is awesome, dude. How stoked are you for those? Very stoked. When they originally announced this line coming out, I'm like, they have to do Zartan. And hopefully he has the skiff with them. And here we go. It took till wave three. That's fine. But really like Baroness with the motorcycle, I think Zartan has to have the skiff. If you were a kid growing up and you had the Zartan figure, it came with the skiff. So it's it's almost mandatory that he's packaged with it. Moving on in more G.I. Joe news, they've announced two new Funko Pops coming out, Leatherneck and Dr. Mindbender. Scott, they're calling your name on those Funkos, dude. They sure aren't. I'm not going down that road. I am not getting into the Funko Pops, man. They almost had me at Mr. T and uh, Hulk Hogan, but I had to pass. I cannot get into Funko Pops. Just like I cannot get into the NECA Turtles. I got a funny story for you, dude. I got a uh, a DM from uh, Ray, BC Ray 27. Uh-huh. And he showed me a picture of a Snake Eyes that he bought. And he goes, this is all your guys' fault. Uh, I was like, <laughs> yes. I let the hate flow. <laughs> Use your hate. <laughs> I don't even know what that's from, but it sounded funny. <laughs> it's from Star Wars, Jeff, but you wouldn't know that. Moving on. Metacom. <laughs> who we discussed last week with their Mafex line with the Batman, with the Dark Knight Returns figures. Metacom is releasing two, count them two, Jeff, six and a half inch Mafex Michael Jordan figures, one in his Red Bulls jersey and the other one in his white Team USA jersey. The Bulls version, which you can pre-order now, well, you can pre-order both of them. The Bulls version is coming out in October, so next month. And the Team USA version will be released in February 2021. And of course, you want to keep in mind these shipping dates are very tentative, as we know from Super 7 and pretty much all the other toy manufacturers. Lots of holdups right now, so take those with a grain of salt. But that's kind of the the tentative release date. You got October for the Bulls, February of next year for the Team USA. And Jeff, I think you have a little bit more information to add about the Red Bulls jersey figure because you just pre-ordered it. Yeah, so the Red Bulls jersey, not Red Bull, but the Red Bulls jersey that Michael Jordan comes with, he also comes with three pairs of Jordans. And thank you to Senator Porcupine on Twitter for sending this over because I'm not a sneakerhead, but he said he comes with the Jordan 11 Concords, the Infrared Playoff 6s, and the original Jordan 1s. Now, I know what the Jordan 1s are, but the other two I, did, I wasn't aware of. So I want to thank Louie for sending that over. But dude, the, just the shoes that are included, that was the tipping point for me. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Just the shoes. I mean, the figure itself is absolutely amazing. But the shoes are what put it over the top for me. And I yeah, I did pre-order it. It was 125 on Big Bad Toy Store. But I, yeah, you're right, Scott. I, I had to get it, dude. Well, it's one of those things, and we kind of poked a little bit at the price tag on the Metacom Batman figures that we discussed last week. 
it broke down to about 65 bucks per figure, but it's one of those things is if, if you collect it and you get something as high quality as these Metacom figures are, it doesn't really matter because you just want it in the collection. And if you go check out these Jordan figures, they are incredible. They come with a basketball, alternate heads. Uh, we know the Bulls version specifically comes with three different pairs of shoes. I don't know that the USA one does or not, but these accessories that come with it are really kind of the tipping point and really just it makes you want to buy it with the amount of detail and accessories that come with them. Beautiful looking figures, all sorts of different poses you can put them in. Hopefully at some point they come out with a, uh, a basketball floor and basketball hoop with the rim and everything so you can kind of pose Jordan next to it. Hopefully they do something like that. Maybe that'll be down the road if they haven't already. But if you're a Jordan fan, definitely give these a look. You're going to want to pick them up or at least one of the two. But on a side note, Jeff, did you watch The Last Dance? Oh, absolutely. Would you agree that Jordan is not only the greatest basketball player of all time, but the greatest athlete of all time? And this does include Jim Kelly. (laughs) The list does include all of the Bills. (laughs) I put him up there in the top echelon with Gretzky and Jerry Rice. Okay, so you don't put Jordan even a hair above those guys. You've got them all on the same level. I'll put him a hair ahead. Oh, man, hockey is such a a grueling sport. I mean, I'm not saying basketball is in no way, shape, or form am I saying that, but as far as greatness, you got to put Jordan up there. But, I mean, as far as athletes, Jerry Rice, Gretzky, hockey is such a grueling sport, man. I just said that. I'm going to say it again. But, you know, we played it for years, and I don't know, dude. He's up there in that echelon with Rice and Gretzky. I consider him to be the GOAT. And as far as I'm concerned, when you say the GOAT, it should be retired with Jordan. I don't think any athlete in any sport ever in the history of athletes and sports are greater than Michael Jordan. That guy was incredible. And no, I just did not watch The Last Dance and I'm carried away on Michael Jordan. I watched it right when it came out. I was like, literally every episode that came out, I was in front of the TV watching it. I loved it. So just growing up, Watching him, he was incredible. It was like watching Hulk Hogan in the 80s, but it was a dude playing basketball. He was incredible. And I don't think it's a coincidence for me that when he stopped playing, I stopped watching. I don't watch basketball anymore. It it doesn't interest me because Jordan's not there. And as far as I'm concerned, he is the GOAT of all athletes. I respect your opinion, Jeff, absolutely. And I see where you're coming from on it. But that guy was next level. And when you look at how long, and of course, this is a wrestling figure podcast. I want to point that out. When you look at how long he played, because his rookie season, I believe, was 85. And he retired, well, I don't count those Wizards years. And, and you shouldn't either. As far as I'm concerned, he retired when he left the Bulls. The, the Wizards were, I don't know, like a manager at a store stepping in to cover fries. I don't know. Like, th- that was just whatever it was, right? I don't count that at all. So in essence, he played for 13 seasons, but one of them he did not play, right? The other season, he came back like three quarters of the way through. So I take two of those away. So he played 11 or 12 seasons, and he won the championship six times. Half of his career, he won the championship. And that is very, very hard to do with the grueling playoff schedule. He's the GOAT. Thank you. All right. 
50% of the views on this show is expressed by Scott. Yes, I'm entitled to my 50%. And only 50%. Not 50.2, not 49.8, 50%. If you take away that 17%, you got 33 and a third percent. <laughs> and so Scott's opinion only makes up for 33% of the uh, show. And I've only got 33 and a third percent to Jeff's brain. Steiner math is the best. I have half the brain you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Sid math too. I forgot about Sid math. Also, Jeff, ProWrestling3D.com, our good friends over there that produced the Jimmy Havoc statue. If you remember, we discussed that a while back on the show. They have moved on to statue number two in their ongoing collection. And their next statue is TJP. So if you saw the Jimmy Havoc statue and the incredible detail and workmanship that they put into that, they leveled up, if you want to say that, with the TJP statue in the amount of detail work on his outfit or his gear and his tattoos. It is awesome looking. If you want to check it out, head over to ProWrestling3D.com. Pre-orders on that are coming soon. And if you want it, I would suggest getting in your pre-orders right away because I think that thing's going to move. And TJP fans are going to be all over that thing. It is awesome. WWE Battlegrounds, Jeff, is coming out. And so now we get to play that fun game of, is Scott going to buy it? I don't think you're going to waste the money. That doesn't seem like your type of game. And I know Breaker and Bane, they were talking about it. They're all in. Like, they like the arcadey feel of it, the look of it. And I've been more of a simulation guy, really. Like, All-Stars was okay. It was cool for a minute. But it lost its flavor with me really quick. And Battlegrounds looks to be along that same line of game where it's very arcadey. And like I said, I'm more of a simulation guy myself, but with 2K not giving us a game this year, I don't know. I would say it's 60-40 not getting it, but I don't know. We'll see. The roster is incredible. They really beefed up the roster on this thing compared to All-Stars. So that's definitely going to weigh in. I'm sure there's going to be DLC packs with new names, so that might weigh in. So we'll see. But Battlegrounds is right around the corner, coming out next month. And is Scott going to get it? We will see. And Jeff, I need to end my news this week on a little bit of a sad note. And I apologize to you guys for bringing the show down. But I'm losing a good friend in a couple months. And I'm very, very upset by it. There was news on Facebook the other day that Taco Bell is discontinuing the Mexican pizza. And I'm pissed. Pissed, I tell you. <laughs> pissed. TB took that chair to your back like Seth did to Roman, dude. Yes, if you want to put this in wrestling terms, I'm Macho Man and Taco Bell is Hulk Hogan turning NWO and dropping the leg right across my neck, brother. They are discontinuing <laughs> the Mexican pizza in two months, in addition to a couple other menu items, but we're not talking about those right now. So let's rewind to a month ago when they discontinued the spicy tostada. That was a favorite of mine because it was on the dollar menu and it was delicious. I loved it. And I would always get it with what? The Mexican pizza combo, which is a Mexican pizza, two crunchy taco supremes, and a large drink, which of course was Baja Blast. They took away my spicy tostada. And let's rewind even further. They took away my Mexi Melt two years ago. That was almost completely unacceptable. I almost broke up with them then, but I stayed in. I was their <laughs> enabler. I kept feeding into it, feeding myself Taco Bell, just like my Twitter name says. They discontinued the Mexi Melt two years ago. They discontinued the spicy tostada a month ago. And in two months, Jeff, they are taking away my Mexican pizza. 
I'm reassessing my relationship with Taco Bell as we speak. I, I don't know that I can continue down this road with them when all they want to do is hurt me and all I continue to do is give them my hard-earned money and they want to take away my favorites. I'm very upset with Taco Bell <laughs> and I'm considering moving over to Del Taco. Just considering it. I don't say it for sure. Considering it. You're giving them your hard-earned money for explosive diarrhea? Hey, I don't judge you on how you what? spend your money. I spend my money on toys, dude. <laughs> the same thing we all do. <laughs> True, but sometimes, you know, you need a little colon cleanse. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> I saw that yesterday, dude, and the first thing I thought of was like, I wonder if Scott's going to be upset. Yep. Yeah, you know what's funny? Owen Anderson reached out to me on a DM on Facebook, and he's like, are you okay, brother? <laughs> like, people were literally checking in on me, like, just making sure that Scott was okay and processing this information in a healthy way. And yes, I'm definitely processing it in a healthy way. I'm healthy being I'm going to gorge myself on Mexican pizzas for the next two months until they pry it out of my cold, dead hands. And I just want to be sick of it. By the time that it leaves Taco Bell, when we went to NOLA, by the time we left NOLA, I was burnt on fried food because everything in NOLA, it seems, is fried. And that's great. But after day five, you're like, I kind of feel like I need a salad. And that's weird to say, but there's a lot of fried food there. And you intake a lot of fried food in NOLA. So that's where I want to be at the end of this two months is I kind of want something else besides a Mexican pizza. I want to divorce myself from it and be like, okay, I'm good. So I can say with all certainty over the next two months, in fact, it starts this weekend, Jeff, I'm going to be gorging myself on Mexican pizzas. Well, they're going to be prying it out of your cold, dead hands and prying it out of your cold, dead colon too. Holy crap. That's going to be backed up in there. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm, I'm working my way to achieving maximum density. Thank you. <laughs> I want to eat them until I spontaneously combust. My body's going to be so pissed at me. If you ever break up with Taco Bell, that'll be the day, dude. It will. I'll have to change my Twitter handle and everything. But that rounds out my news for the week, Jeff. Moving on to wrestling figures. The Rock Ultimate Edition. We've all seen it. It comes with a Brahma Bull, multiple heads. We've all seen the photos for the Ultimate Edition. Will be an Amazon exclusive. On top of that... The Charlotte Ultimate Edition pink robe, excellent scans on her. Agree. Is going to be an RSC exclusive. So it looks like the Ultimate Editions are going away from big box stores and going to online retailers, which, okay, I'm okay with this. I, I don't mind this. Yeah, and I like how they divvied it up too. They didn't make it to where one online retailer got the Ultimate Edition line. They broke it up and I'm okay with that. I think that might be a smart move if the retros ever come back. I'd be a big fan of that. If you break it up amongst the different online retailers, you make a few of them exclusives and at, say, Amazon, and then you do the next series as exclusive to, say, Ringside. You make one exclusive to Entertainment Earth. There's a lot of options there, and I'm not opposed to them doing that. And I think it's smart because you started to see some certain guys. Like, you could still find Nakamura at Target. So there were some names that weren't moving and I think it's a smart move by them. Let's reassess and start making them online exclusives. And I can definitely say, Jeff, that Charlotte, I am buying it. As you mentioned, they nailed the sculpt on her. That Charlotte is incredible. I love the robe. Very deserving of an ultimate edition. Absolutely. Also sticking with RSC exclusives, Walter's first figure will be an RSC exclusive. He will come with the black robe and the UK title. I love that scan on him. Some people were hoping, because they only showed the C-grip hands, you know, where you kind of grip things. The, yes. They call it the C-grip hands. Mm -hmm. 
a lot of people want the open hand. So, you know, like he's given the chop and stuff. Yes, that makes sense. Which makes complete sense, which I hope they do. But, I, you know, we'll find out in the final packaging. They, they usually come with extra hands now. But overall, the figure is fantastic. I love that figure. But you know who is not in love with it, Scott? Our good buddies over in the UK, especially one Colossus Nick. Walter? Walter? UK champion, Walter? Mate, can't believe it. They're doing it on purpose. I swear to God, they're doing it on purpose. They sit around in a room. But you know what really annoy the UK guys? Let's make their UK champion a ringside exclusive figure and it'll cost them 70 quid to get it. You know what I mean? Unreal. Walter? Oh my gosh, I'm rolling. And I totally get where Nicholas is coming from, dude. How are you going to do this twice? Because Tyler Bate was an RSC exclusive as well, correct? If I'm not mistaken, yes. This is two times they've taken a UK guy with the UK title and made him our... And this is nothing against ringside. It's it's not them. It's Mattel choosing to put a UK guy as a essentially US exclusive with ringside. That doesn't make any sense. You've got to open that up to the UK fans. It would be like, I don't know, an exclusive Kevin Owens overseas that we can't get here. Or better yet, the Nick Aldis Hasbro style figure that we originally thought was only going to be available overseas. We're going to have to pay like 60 bucks for it. And they ended up finding a U.S. retailer to get it through where it really lowered the shipping costs. That was smart. That was great. I really, really hope that uh, Steve Ozer can find a way to get a U.K. retailer so the U.K. fans can get the U.K. champion, Walter, because you know they want This figure is incredible. Of course they want it in their collection, but of course they don't want to spend that crazy price on it. I feel bad for you guys because, he, like he said, it was it's going to be about 70 pounds, I think, for them to get it. Yeah, that's insane. You know, for a couple bucks more, you can get an awesome Jordan-looking figure, you know, from <laughs> Apex. Yes, exactly. Exactly. They shouldn't have to pay that much for what is an elite figure. That's just insane. So hopefully Mattel finds a way to make this right for the UK fans. But all joking around, man, I do feel bad for you guys over there. That's, that is rough. 70 pounds for a figure. I couldn't even imagine, you know, I mean, just a regular elite $20 figure on the pegs, but it's just because it's an exclusive, the shipping's going to be astronomical. It's just, I feel bad for you guys. I really, really do. Yeah. Hopefully they get that worked out. Scott, moving along, junk dog shop, bruiser Brody figure, Popey style. We've all seen it. It will be movable at the shoulders and the waist. The price will be $29.99 plus postage. As of right now, no date yet on when it will be available. But the figure does have a price as of right now. And it's definitely in line with what you'd expect from a Popey figure. If you saw those really old Japanese Popey figures from the early 80s, it was Hogan, Harley Race, some other names in there. This is definitely a long, it looks like it's part of the line. Like it's the new release, it's the next series. And I'm really excited to see them continue this line. Uh, the $30 price tag, totally warranted, especially if you're a Popey collector. $30 is nothing considering what you probably paid for your Popey collection. But it's definitely Bruiser Brody. It's dead on. It's excellent. Stay tuned to junkdogshop.com. Get your Brody figure when it releases. Because I have a feeling, Jeff, that's going to be a quick sellout. I don't know if it'll be a quick sellout, but I think it's going to move quite well. So, But yes, that's it for the news over here, Scott. I'm sorry about your Mexican pizza, dude. I really am. Thank you. I'm I'm still grieving, but I'm about to drown my sorrows in Mexican pizza. 
and your cold dead colon. We are going to go over to the listener segment. <laughs> Scott, what do you say we go talking to him? <laughs> Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners. Scott, our first audio comes in from Soda Hunter. Let's see what Soda Hunter's got to say. Hey, Jeff and Scott. Soda Hunter here. I came across a picture on Twitter that had literally 16 Elite 77 AJ Styles sitting on pegs at Target in one store. That's four pegs, four deep, nothing but AJ Styles, and there was no other Elite 77 from that case in sight. Now, we know AJ Styles is two per case for some reason, like there wasn't enough out there. But with that, they also had four top picks AJ Styles, so you had some variety, I guess. But anyway... I'm I'm not understanding why that's happening. I understand the top picks. You get one box of those, and there's only like four people in the set. Maybe one or two boxes, and there's only four people in the set or so, and AJ Styles just doesn't sell as fast because there's so many of them. I get that. I don't understand how a box of eight, with two of them being the same, they're being, um, they're being flooded with one person on the pegs and somebody pointed out it's like well it's probably returns like okay there's our new strategy we're just going to be jerks about this from now on we're going to go to every local target we have right now you got to have some capital to do this initially but it's going to pay off every local target we have we're going to go to each one of them and don't worry about the top picks because that's not going to affect anything buy the regular elites that you see buy every uh I see Bobby the Rain Heenan is actually uh, warming pegs too. And that makes me worry that they won't get new Legends figures in because some of mine are warming the pegs of Bobby Heenan. So we're going to buy every Legends figure fig and every um, Elite 77, 76, 75, 74, anything you see that just won't move. All right, this is assuming that your target has stock, even though it's bad stock. They still have stock. Anything you see. They just won't move. It's been there for months, or you got flooded with 16 AJ Styles from Elite 77. We're gonna take this, and we're gonna we're gonna go to every single Target in our area that we normally travel to. We're gonna buy every single one of them. All right. We're gonna empty the shelves of Target, and then we're gonna take a day trip. One day we're gonna go out about three or four hours away, maybe not that far, maybe just about three hours away, and have a nice lunch at a place that's off in the distance that you can't really go to a lot like maybe for me i'll go to new orleans because that's about three hours away from me i'll go to new orleans and i'll unload every single stupid elite 77 aj styles i find on some random poor target in new orleans they have plenty of targets there it'll be fine and i'll get my money back and i'll come back to where i live and hopefully some new stock will finally start showing up on the shelves Maybe we should just be jerks about it from now on so Mattel can actually stock their shelves. Anyway, just thought I'd throw this out there. Good job, guys. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, love listening to the show. All right, guys. So according to Soda, here's what we're going to do. We're going to buy 16 AJ Styles and Rondas. We're going to get our cars. We're going to drive three hours across state lines. Go grab a tasty meal at some diner. See, the, that also refines my palate as tasty diner, Scott. Yes, your very, very refined palate that rejects Radical skedaddle. Yes, but accepts diners and waffle houses. 
<laughs> Who doesn't love a good Waffle House? Then we are going to return those figures. So this isn't too much work. You know, one, you need the money to do it. But I mean, everybody's got the money. You're going to get it right back when you go over state lines, right? Yep. So, I mean, it, that's that's all. That's all you got to do is just go return the figures in another state that way and drive three hours back. So it's a figure your time in stores, uh, your drive time. It's about a seven or eight hour day just to buy figures, return them to a different store, and then now wait for the pop finder numbers to jump at your store. Not that hard. Yeah, so this is what we resort to when distribution is bad. There is no excuse, as Soda mentioned in that picture, there is no excuse for 16 AJ Styles figures on the pegs, not including top picks. That is bad. Obviously, everybody else is buying the figures not named AJ Styles. So come on, can we pump the brakes with AJ, please? It's a supply and demand thing, right? We know it's mass retail. It's just like, give us more AJs. That ship has sailed, especially when a store has only AJ Styles, not to mention 16 AJ Styles. Stop letting retail tell you who to put in the lines. Let's pump the brakes. If you have to put an AJ in, make them the short pack figure, not the one that there's two or three of in the case. That needs to stop. Because obviously everybody else wants everybody else in Series 78 and not AJ Styles. So it needs to be fixed. Distribution has got to get better as well. It's a a dead horse we beat every single week. And this is what we resort to. But at least we get lunch out of the deal, Jeff. I'm very excited about lunch. Uh, I'd like to recommend Taco Bell with some Mexican pizzas. That would be uh, delightful. Uh, Nah, man. If you're going to NOLA, you need the red beans and rice. Oh, okay. Well, if we're going to NOLA, yes. Agree. Yeah, red beans or rice and uh, blackened chicken. Oh, lordy. Yes, maybe we can go stop at Oceano off Bourbon Street. Yes, that's a good place, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is what we're left with, right? This is this is the situation we have when it's bad assortments, too many AJ Styles, and while we're throwing out names, but it's the same names over and over again, and those are the ones that you really start to see clog the pegs. And unfortunately, Jeff, we are seeing the Bobby Heenan clogging up the pegs as well. And Soda touched on that. Don't want to gloss over that one. That's very concerning to me and to a point where I almost take it personally because I love Bobby Heenan so much. I think he's the greatest performer, overall performer, in the history of wrestling. Again, 50% of the show's opinion right here. And (laughs) when I see his figure clogging up the pegs, I'm like, oh, great. Here's Target Tito again. Is Bobby Heenan in the weasel suit going to be the reason that Target's like, you know... We really have this thing clogging up the pegs. It's a Legends figure. Maybe we don't want these Legends figure anymore. Is Bobby Heenan going to be the reason that it gets canceled? I really hope not. Hopefully, at some point, they discount him and he's, boom, immediately gone. I'll probably buy another one for the heck of it. But I don't know why he is the one. You can find Greg nowhere. You can find Razor maybe once or twice. But you can find Bobby every single day at Target, at every single Target. And that is very, very concerning to me because I don't want it to put the Legends line in danger. I'm really happy to have that back. So fingers crossed that this is not the early death knell for the Legends line. You know what? I've got to look at it from a different point of view, dude. I'm happy to see figures on the pegs right now because I remember at the beginning of this pandemic... There were no figures on the pegs, not at Walmart, not at Target. There were no figures. I mean, you got maybe a basic or those 12-inch Ken doll type figures. 
but at the time there were no figures on the pegs so it's really good to see figures on the pegs is it tiresome seeing AJ Styles yeah does it suck that Bobby Heenan is clogging the pegs yeah but on the flip side of the coin it's good to see figures on the pegs again yes I agree but from the retailer standpoint they want those figures gone now when the figures are gone, it's dependent per store. If they restock with more figures, who knows how long that takes? Kind of DeSoto's point about getting rid of the stock in your state and shipping it off to another state. You hope that your store gets more stock and it's dependent on the store. But I agree with you. It's great to see figures again. It is very refreshing, Jeff, when I go to Target. Oh man, there's a whole bunch of figures, but they're all that really bad Alexa in the suit. It's AJ Styles and it's Bobby in the weasel suit. And... While it's good to see figures, you don't want to see the same ones on the pegs because from a retailer standpoint, that angers them. And that's what makes me fear that the Legends line is going to get canned because the Heenan figures warming up the pegs. Now, granted, it's only been, what, three weeks or a month that they've been out, that we've all been hunting them, and now we've finally gotten them, and the leftovers are straggling, and it's all those Heenan figures. But hopefully they move over the next month or two and we don't have a Target Tito situation again. Yeah, what does retailers matter, dude? They don't matter. <laughs> Somebody hasn't been paying attention. Oh, I think that somebody might be me. Yeah, retail is everything. Sorry, guys. I've been focused on my refined palette. Thank you, Soda Hunter, for sending sending that in. Scott, our next question comes in from Christopher Dean. Hello, guys. Back with another question about the industry. What company do you feel does the best with fan exclusives, distribution, and execution of both? It doesn't have to be a company that does wrestling figures, just a company that puts fans first and never lets them down. Scott, what do you say? I really would love to say Hasbro because it's so easy to get all of their stuff, be it pre-order or at retail, but I'd be lying. Dude, you have to throw NECA out there. It has to be NECA. NECA has their finger on the pulse of what their fans want. They've listened and they're making their distribution better. Just look at the accessory pack that we discussed during the news. They knew the fans wanted that. They loved that 1990 TMNT movie. And they gave them an accessory pack to go along with the figures that everybody bought. That's awesome. You're seeing more of their stuff at retail. Their pre-orders are going up, coming down, going up, coming down. They're trying to keep pumping product out enough to make everybody happy or as many people as they can happy. They are truly listening to their fan base giving them what they want, trying to make product available. And when they do have product available, it's outstanding. As we talked about with that accessory pack, you look at those turtle figures, they're amazing. It's like they literally pulled them out of the movie and stuck them in a package. They're awesome. So I've got to give it up to NECA, dude. I'm going to agree with you wholeheartedly, dude, because as far as distribution, yes, the Ninja Turtles are hard to find. They're a little bit more difficult to find. But when you look outside of the turtle line, it's easy to find Terminator. It's easy to find Freddy Krueger, you know, for the fans of those specific genres, but it's easy to find those certain ones. And on top of that, they're doing this accessory pack where the pre-order is up for a week. I mean, a week. There's no rushing to go get it. Now, granted, they did that with the Super Shredder where they had it up and everybody panicked and had to go get it. Well, they sold out within minutes on the Super Shredder, right? What'd they do? Like two days later, the Super Shredder goes right back up. Boom, this sells out again. What'd they do again? They put another pre-order up. And then guess what? They sold out of that and then they put up a fourth one. So it keeps they keep trying to put out more supply for the fans. And that's what I applaud. 
because they're listening to the fans. I agree with you 100% on NECA, Scott. I wish I could say Super 7. I wish I could say Mattel. I wish I could say Hasbro, but that is not the case right now, at least for not the lines that we're looking for and that seem to be the hotbeds right now. Yeah, well, you mentioned pre-order, Jeff, and Super 7 does do it right in the same vein as what NECA does with their recent pre-order with the accessory pack is they have it available for a week. Super 7 does that for one month on their site. Doesn't matter how many they sell. The pre-orders are just open for a month. You get your pre-orders in. You're guaranteed to get your figure. So Super 7 does do those right. And I would love to say Mattel also. Mattel is absolutely killing it on their figure designs and their figure sculpts. What they're not killing it on is distribution. So I can't give it up to them. They are listening to the fans more on what we want, i.e. their fan favorite series that they're putting out. But distribution, it needs to be addressed. It's got to be fixed. So really right now, I think we're putting the crown on NECA. And also, I think that Mattel and Hasbro can learn from NECA. I think they should be looking at NECA and Super 7 to put stuff out like they Super 7 and NECA do. Like, I'll go back to our episode where we had Eric Arana and Christopher on. And Eric Arana, who used to work for Hasbro, said, Hasbro follows what Mattel does. Mattel follows what Hasbro does. Like, Mattel followed Hasbro by making Mattel creations. I think that those two need to follow what NECA and Super 7 does because you guys have now an online kind of retailer or source to do things like this. Why not do this? Why not put up a pre-order for a week? Why not put up a pre-order for a month? What is preventing you from do that? I understand, you know, the quantity of figures that are already produced and stuff like that, but what if you kind of hold off and then you wait to see what the pre-orders are, then jump on it? Yeah, I agree with you. And look, the game is changing with these new players and maybe Mattel and Hasbro, the big guys out there, they're maybe playing catch up a little bit. So, you know, fingers crossed. I want to see them all get better. So hopefully that's where it's all headed. Thank you, Christopher, for your question. Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that weekly question. This week, I wanted to ask you guys, if you started your own wrestling figure federation or pick fed series, who would you have on your roster and what titles would you have in your company? With the roster, you don't have to be super specific, but I'd like to know if it's going to be made up of mostly legends, mostly newer guys, or a mix of both. Ooh, I like that. So this is kind of along the same lines as if I could play today. And if I had to pick, every time we've played that game, I've always done a mix. And I can say to JT that for sure, if I had a fig fed, it would be a mix of both. Because to me, it's always been really, really cool when you could jump across promotions and have dream matches. And with the scale of wrestling figures today all being the same from Boss Fight to Super 7 to Storm to Mattel to FTC, they're all the same the same scale. So now you can jump across promotions and you can start having interpromotional matches, which to me as a kid was amazing because Hasbro's and Galoob's way back in the day were along the same scale, pretty much. It was close. So it was awesome to have dream matches now, as we talked about on the Toys That Made Us, Jeff, where you could have Doom versus, say, the Road Warriors or the Steiner Brothers or the Natural Disasters. You could have Sting versus Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior. You could have all these really, really cool matches that normally you wouldn't be able to unless you imagined one of your current Hasbros as somebody from WCW. So... For me, it would absolutely be a mix of both because being able to do those quote-unquote dream matches I think is awesome. And if kids are watching the network today and catching up on old libraries of WWF 
WCW, AWA, Mattel has such a huge catalog of figures that they can go get some of those guys and now start to have dream matches with superstars of today. And I think that is awesome. Not to mention, Jeff, all of the accessories, all of the rings, the cages that you can have these matches in. Man, talk about leveled up to when we were kids. The kids today can have the best dream matches. I would be boring, dude. I would just have it separated. I'd have NWA and I would have stars of today. So I would have two different federations. Like I used to play with my AWAs and play with my LJNs, which are two different federations. I would have different federations and do different fig feds for the different federations, just like I used to do back in the day. Really? So, okay. Well, with that said, would it be along the same timeline? So would it be like two promotions that exist in the same world so where they could jump ship like WWF and WCW in the mid nineties when guy or late nineties, when guys were jumping back and forth, would it be along the same timeline or are these two different, two different eras? Nope. Two different eras. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. You were yeah. really keeping it vanilla. Oh yeah, dude. That's the way we were back in the day. We've said this a gazillion times. That's exactly how we were. And I would have an NWA federation and I would have a WWE superstars of today, or may have to bring in a third AEW today. But back in the day, you know, I'd titles, I would have Barry Windham as my U S champ, maybe have Nikita go after him for the U S belt or Ric Flair would definitely be heavyweight champion. Cause that's the way it was. And we don't have a Ronnie Garvin figure, so I can't throw the belt onto Ronnie Garvin. Why would you do that? Why did NWA do that? Don't you come at me with that? Oh, gosh. No offense <laughs> to the Ronnie Garvin fans out there, but dude, makes you wonder why there have been no Ronnie Garvin figures. Hmm. <laughs> Steve from the PPW podcast is angry with us because he loves Ronnie Garvin. <laughs> I joke about Ronnie Garvin, but I will admit I was a big fan of Ronnie Garvin back in the day. I like Jimmy Garvin way better, but I was a Ronnie Garvin fan. Not so much today. Why, not, why don't you like him much today? I go back and watch his matches. They were very not great. Boring. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just weren't super great. But then you watch Jimmy Garvin and he was awesome. You know, he was flamboyant. He was over the top. And then you got Ronnie Garvin in there and you're like, hmm, why didn't Greg Valentine really just beat the crap out of this guy and send him packing? But hey, what do I know? Well, technically he did send him packing, except he sent him packing to become a referee. And then brought back as a wrestler. And then he beat Greg Valentine. That was the WWF version. The worst version is when he was in the NWA and beat Ric Flair for the heavyweight title. I remember even as a teenager, I saw that happen. It was like, whoa, what? What? Ronnie Garvin? Do you remember that day when they showed it on TV? Yes, absolutely. It was one of those moments you don't forget where you're like, whoa, wait, Ronnie Garvin. Like mid-Carter Ronnie Garvin beat Ric Flair. Like what? You saw that the following day because there used to be that Sunday TBS show or NWA show. Uh, main event, right? I think so, yeah. But you were over at Big Dave's house. I saw when they originally showed it and they showed Ronnie Garvin beat Ric Flair and I was in utter shock. Mom and dad and I went out to pick you up from Big Dave's house because you stayed over there. And I was like, hey, dude, Ronnie Garvin just won the NWA title. You're like... No, Ronnie Garvin did. There's no way. Like you just said, there's no way mid Carter Ronnie Garvin just beat Ric Flair. I was like, dude, I just watched it. You said, if Ronnie Garvin beat Ric Flair, I'll give you a penny. But if Rick, if you lied to me, then you have to give me a dollar. I said, fair. <laughs> you were so easy back then. Currency was as bad as my palate back then. But 
it was probably the rotten hot dogs like messing up your brain. <laughs> but see, now I'm a little bit more refined. Yes, so, <laughs> for sure. But I still remember that. But then you saw it the following day. You're like, oh my God, what am I watching? Like this should not be happening. Ric Flair, this legend should not be losing the heavyweight title to Ronnie Garvey. I still remember you in utter shock. Well, and what made it worse too was had Garvin beat him at Starcade, like then you start to be like, okay, well, he's a legitimate threat now. Like, okay, Garvin's a good champion. But then he didn't win the match and they had actually given him time off before the match to train. Whereas Ric Flair had to wrestle every Saturday, but Ronnie Garvin was kept off television. Like, oh my goodness. Like talk about crapping on a title reign. Why did we just devote five minutes of our show to Ronnie Garvin? Because it was for Steve over at the PPW podcast who loves Ronnie Garvin. Okay. Well, for Steve, that was a small sacrifice to make. So all good. (laughs) By the way, he does not like Ronnie Garvin at all. Oh, really? Okay, good. So we're all on the same page. So it was kind of five minutes of bashing Ronnie Garvin. He'll be so thrilled. (laughs) I think he will. Scott, that rounds out the show. Uh, Before we sign off, dude, I've got to say, and I know we're not a wrestling podcast, but I'm going to just say... I'm really enjoying WWE lately. I love the Roman heel turn. Bailey and Sasha, fantastic. I'm actually really enjoying WWE right now. Agree on all points, dude. And yes, we are not a wrestling podcast per se. We are a wrestling figure podcast who also discuss other toy lines and Mexican pizzas and sometimes TV shows and movies and definitely energy <laughs> drinks. But I will agree with you 100% on all your points. The Roman Reigns heel turn, especially putting Paul Heyman with him, genius move and it makes you wonder why they didn't just pull the trigger on it a few years ago when fans were booing him anyway uh we all know how this ends right roman reigns ends up getting cheered just like stone cold just like becky lynch we've seen this story before people love paul Heyman too it's not a heel turn per se it is a tweener turn and he's definitely going to get cheered and it'll be a face i would guess by wrestlemania unless they can really make him a humongous heel uh, my guess is he'd have to kill somebody for fans to boo him at this point. But great move by WWE. Agree with you, Bailey and Sasha has been incredibly entertaining. There is a lot of spice on this feud right now. And I'm excited to see not only how it turns out, but how long they can stretch it out. Because it's great. And you want to see more of it. But I don't have a lot of faith in WWE creative not to screw this up. So I hope they prove me wrong. They've got to drag it out to Mania because this storyline is a Mania-worthy match. But I don't know how they do it because you still have Survivor Series, you still have Royal Rumble, but this isn't a Survivor Series Royal Rumble culminating feud. This is WrestleMania-worthy. I agree with you 100%. It's definitely worthy of WrestleMania. This has been something that's been brewing for more than a few years now. But do you have faith in WWE's creative slash writing team to be able to stretch this out for the next, what, we're in August, about almost eight months, seven months. You've got a couple of big pay-per-views, as you mentioned, Jeff, in there. You've got Survivor Series. You've got Royal Rumble. Not to mention the other pay-per-views that fall in between. Can they stretch it out? Maybe bring in some other names. Look, we saw ROH do it with Kevin Steen and El Generico. They were able to stretch that out for a year, and it's one of the best feuds of all time, in my opinion. The way it was written, the way that the payoff happened. It was awesome. Can WWE creative stretch out what should be a WrestleMania match all the way to WrestleMania? Jury's out. We'll see what happens. I'm excited to see how it goes. And I've got to say also, I like the Thunderdome. 
I think it's cool. They've had issues with people doing inappropriate stuff on there. You almost have to expect it from the fan base at this point. What's been done, completely unacceptable. Hopefully those guys get blacklisted, not allowed back on. If you're doing that, shame on you. You're garbage. But I like the look of the Thunderdome as opposed to the look of the Performance Center. If I had to pick one or the other, definitely going Thunderdome. It gives it an extra something, an extra feel. It's it's a good thing. It, it, it's more interactive and you can almost see the wrestlers really feeding into it in that they're not getting the full interactive fan experience, but they're getting something more than NXT trainees, right? It, where it's forced from the Thunderdome, they're still getting something back from the fans. And you can almost see it, especially in Drew McIntyre. He's digging it. I really enjoy Thunderdome. It's going to continue at least for another month or two. So I'm all for it. I think it's great. Yeah, inappropriate things. We're looking at you, Kenny Omega. Yeah, what the hell? Oh, by the way, how many stars did Meltzer give his performance? No, uh, Meltzer did not give it six stars because it happened at the Thunderdome and not the Dome in Japan. So uh, Meltzer gotcha. did not rate his uh, he did not rate his performance over there. Also, speaking of New Japan, I'm happy Naito got the belt back. I don't understand Gato's booking right now. Um, usually, I'm in the corner of Gato. But I'm a little confused by his booking right now. But I'm always in this corner waiting to see where it plays out. But a little head scratcher right there. But happy Naito is Naito two belt again. Oh, I didn't know that that had happened. Good on Naito. That's great. But Evil had yeah. what? He won it in January? So like a seven or eight month run? No, dude. He won it in when they came back. So the New Japan Cup concluded in July. He had it for like a month. Oh, okay. That's right. Naito won it in January, right? Yep. Lost it to Evil. Then now uh, he beat Evil for the belt. I'm kind of confused by Gato's booking. This isn't normal Gato booking, and I'm kind of baffled by it. So, But anyways, I'm still enjoying New Japan, as always, because I'm interested in the Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi storyline that is going on. But anyways. But we're not a wrestling podcast. Yes. We are a wrestling figure podcast and 80s TV shows. And sometimes 80s movies. Yes, but we want you guys to check out Wrestling Toy Tracker. Over there, you can check out the prices of carded and loose LJNs, Hasbros, Galoobs, Just Toys Bendems, Defining Moments, and Retros. You guys can check out the prices over there while you are also scouring eBay and Mercari. Make sure you're getting yourself a fair deal. So again, check out WrestlingToyTracker.com or on Twitter at Toy underscore Tracker. Scott Eaglemoss. Yes, guys, if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone, look no further than Eagle Moss. You can give them a follow on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Check out all of the cool properties under their umbrella from Battlestar Galactica to DC and, of course, to WWE. And when you subscribe to their service, they'll send you a ring to display your WWE statues in, which, by the way, their WWE statues cover then, now, and forever. A bunch of names in there, new names every month, Subscribe to the service, get the new names delivered to your door, and get the ring to display them in. Again, Eagle Moss on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Also, I want you guys to check out our podcast buddies. And of course, I want you to check out Doing the Favor, because Breaker and Bane are taking a back seat this week whoa. after their shenanigans. Whoa, hey, against... hey, whoa, whoa. T- time out, time out. I-, I wasn't informed of this. What? That you were not starting out with Breaker and Bane. No offense to Doing the Favor, but I mean, you've been doing Breaker and Bane first. Hey, you're 33 and a third percent into the show. Doesn't matter right now. (laughs) 
because I have a 66 and two thirds chance of running this show. Yeah, but when you put my 50% opinion into it and my 33 and a third percent brain. <laughs> wait, where's Scott Steiner? He needs to give us a calculator to figure this out. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. All right. Well, check out Breaker and Bane <laughs> over there. They do toy talk, wrestling talk. They do energy drinks. Unfortunately, they like radical skedaddle, which is terrible, hideous, gross, disgusting, wow. putrid. Wow. You are really tripling down this week. You've gone full heel. That will never be found at my cold dead colon. <laughs> Unlike the Mexican pizzas in mine. <laughs> right. But I do, <laughs> I do want you to check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour on iTunes. Now back to doing the favor. I want you to check out their website first. Over there they have SKUs, UPCs, is linkable to BrickSeek and PopFinder. And you can check out see. If any Targets or Walmarts have any of the figures that you're looking for, they have them for elites, they have them for decade of domination, decade of dominance, whatever it is, AEW elites, other other links to BrickSeek and PopFinder. So check that out. You can also listen to their show on their website. But if you are on Apple Podcasts, check out Doing the Favor on iTunes. Next up, PPW Podcast. Their next show is going to be pretty interesting. Steve has been sending out some teasers, so I'm going to be tuned in, and I hope you guys are as well. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, which sucks, dude. Usually I'm seeing Steve from the PPW Podcast around this time because usually I'm in Chicago this time of the year. Yes. But due to certain circumstances, I don't know if you know what those circumstances are, but... um, Mexico. Mexican pizza getting canceled? Is that the circumstance? That's why everybody's locking themselves up and quarantining themselves. That's what I thought. In the revolt of Taco Bell. Don't spend your money there. Well, no, it's because they're getting Taco Bell and it's running right through them. <laughs> That's why they're locking themselves up. Hey, I might be mad at Taco Bell, but don't you badmouth them. <laughs> That's still my boo. I want you to check out the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Also, I want you to check out Ringside Rant with RJ. He always has some fun shows, different guests on each time, and he does some watch-alongs that are really fun. Also, I want you to check out Rucker and White Marty at Boot to the Face, where they also had Mickey James on about a month ago, which was a good interview by Rucker, and I want you guys to go check that out. Also, want to throw it over to the Wrestling Cheers podcast, which is an Northeast Ohio independent wrestling podcast. Really niche, but it's a fun, fun show. I actually really enjoyed listening to them. It's done by Justin Summers, a.k.a. at Heavyset on Twitter. So I want you to check out Wrestling Cheers. Our good friends Sheena, Seth, and Marco are having a lot of fun over at the Chick Foley Show. Talking figures, talking wrestling, talking wrestling merchandise. Check out the Chick Foley Show. I do a show each month with... Eric Arana, former Hasbro employee, now Boss Fight Studios designer, over on Lucha Libre Figures and Facts, found on the Lucha Central Network. And Scott, you are doing some drunk wrestling history over there. Yes. If you'd like to give us a follow, we are on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. The episode that dropped this past Friday was the trilogy between Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair in 1989 incredible set of matches if you've never seen them jump on the network go check them out but if you want to just listen to the information about them our show just dropped this past friday you can find it everywhere you find fully posable and you can find us on twitter 
at wrestling underscore drunk, where we're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. Also, I want you to check out Ryan Buds over at Trivia with Buds, where he does trivia daily. And last but certainly not least, want to give a huge shout out to Marty and Sarah. They got a big shout out in the LA Times from David Arquette, where he mentioned Sarah and their podcast. So congratulations to those two. Well, well deserved. Absolutely. I wish nothing but the best for Marty and Sarah, two incredibly nice people that every time we see them are just so warm and you just want to walk up and hug them. They are the coolest people you'll ever meet. Marty and Sarah, huge congrats to you guys for that. That's creepy. You just want to walk up and hug them? What are you, like a wrestling fan hugging <laughs> on a female talent? What do you do? <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> no, a friendly hug. But hey, to your point, kudos to WWE for outlawing that crap. Those, you want to talk about cringe from our review earlier. Those photos of dudes hugging on like Alexa and Becky. Oh my goodness. Scott, roll call. Yes. As always, I want to throw it out to the great Jason Wolf. If you need artwork, Jason is 100% your guy. Give him a follow on Twitter at JasonWLF, or better yet, jump over on his website. Brand new website for the Wolfman himself. Head over to Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com. You can check out all of his artwork there. You can make purchases. You can get in touch with the man himself to commission a drawing. Hit him up. He's incredible. He does all of our artwork. I can't recommend him enough. The great Jason Wolf again on Twitter at JasonWLF and online. Check out his website, Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com. And Jeff, I do want to throw out a plug for one of his shirts that you can actually purchase on TeePublic, which there's also a link for on his Doyle Draws website, Hasbroween. We're on the shirt. It is all of series one Hasbro as skeletons. Very, very cool. Seasonal. It looks great. Go check it out. And rounding out Roll Call this week, Jeff, I just want to throw it out to the listeners. A huge thank you to you guys for all of the support. To those who contributed to Dad's Chair, a huge thank you. That is coming. The chair has been purchased. We just need to work out a delivery. It's a little tricky right now. It will happen. It will be videoed. We will share that with all of you. But for everyone listening, for everyone that supports us and follows us on Twitter and interacts with us, We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Thank you so much. You make this show what it is. We wouldn't be here without you. So I just want to say a huge thank you to each and every one of you. For episode 242, anything else? Taco Bell, you better bring back my Mexican pizza. Stay safe. (laughs) Stay healthy. Fig life since 2016. And happy toy hunting. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 242. Hashtag fig life. Adios. Let's go Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring But we don't take it out the box, M.O.C. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week We're the OGs of WFP Fully posable, thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings